0: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's reality cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks.
1: Hey there, Chris. Great to speak to you again. We're talking about a bit of episode 11 of Love Island, and uh, things are hot outside, uh, but i tell you what, Chris, they're not very hot in the hideaway.
0: <laughs> no, they're not, Dave. Now, you know, we've got this Tarzan absolute, you know, adonis that all the girls are saying, like, what a body he's got. What a guy. He's dicking around. He's, he's got every girl sort of looking at him. And they say, like, God, he's half fit and all this. And he picks Millie because he's with Francois. And then nothing happens, Dave. I'm not saying they should be just sleeping together in the hideaway. However, Millie's reaction Next morning was utterly <laughs> awkward, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? And you were just making it more obvious that like, you don't want him near you." I-, I was just like, "What? Oh, what a great day it is today!" And I'm like, "Wow, what are you doing?" She was, it was fucking bizarre. It was funny to watch, but it was bizarre for me. That Uh
1: yeah, I mean, I'm going to say it another way. I think Elias just wanted to shag. You know, there's, the uh, you saw a little bit bit of a clip you know she obviously had a, a very tight g-string type thing on uh, and she rolled over and he's like got his hands all over us <laughs> you know he's trying to get things to to move on a bit and so I think you know they're still like brand new he's coupled up with Francoise before and uh, you know we've seen that Elias hasn't really been that different with any of the other girls it was the truth bike that was the only real indication that we had that he quite fancied Millie So then he chooses her for a date and then he wants to get jiggy with it straight away. So I don't know. I I think it just took Millie back a bit. You could say, well, you know, she was there kind of uh, showing him a a favorite sex pose. So, you know, maybe he thinks she was just sending out all the signals. And yeah, so I don't know. I think Elias has, has been really good. But I'll be honest, Chris, I thought he came off a bit of a cock in this episode.
0: I did, actually, because I started the episode thinking, Millie, what are you doing? And you're right, he he, he did assume that he was going to get some action, and I get that. I totally understand that. Uh, But when he dropped the bomb when he was talking to Taylor about this model who he knows, and she split up with one of the AFL, the Aussie Rules footballers, and he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to have a crack at her. Dave, even if you're thinking that, you don't say it when the girl you've spent the night with and who's interested in you, he's fucking about three foot away, lay there, and he had no regard for her whatsoever. So initially I was a bit unsure of Millie. By the end of the episode, I was like, you know what, Millie's right, he's a dickhead. And I thought he was being an absolute cock in this episode proper. We've not seen that arrogant. He's played it really cool, but I just thought his attitude was terrible. It felt like what you've just said, that because he didn't get any sex offer or whatever he was, he, he thought he was going to get, he thought, oh, fuck you then, I'll get someone on the outside. And I just thought that was poor, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was a ill-judged comment at best, wasn't it? But I don't know, just, I I think up until that point, you know, he could have still recovered that situation with Millie. You know, he could have said, you know, she wants to get to know him a bit more. Obviously, they've got a connection there because that's what we've seen in the days leading up to this one. You know, he was just looking for things to move quicker physically than she was. I think that was still recoverable. But, you know, she's, she's already had the, the seeds of doubt planted in her mind that, Honestly, he's just a bit of a fuckboy, you know, a bit of a fuckboy surfer dude. She's already thinking that. And for him to say that, well, as soon as I get out of here, you know, I'm going to be looking her up. I think that was the nail in the coffin. And, you know, she she did a full 180 there, you know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's taking a dump in a cereal kind of thing from now, isn't it? I I think there's going to be more fireworks, you know. She's just going to be shitting over everything he does from here.
0: Yeah, and she was Dave, she was right to be angry. I know we call people out for bad behaviour, but you come across this is the first time I thought, Oh mate, come on, you just and he, like you said, he could have redeemed it, but he made no effort whatsoever. So to me, that was just being childish. And she told everybody and she's like, What a dick, you know, and I think <laughs> he got just desserts. He was sort of ostracised slightly. He shouldn't have been an idiot. Now, Dave, however, We look at what's happened there. Are you buying? Because obviously we went on a date. We had Cassidy and Josh, didn't we? We had um who went on the other date, was it?
1: Justin and Millie.
0: Justin Millie, because of what had happened. Justin picked Millie. Are you buying this Cassidy and Josh situation? Because I can't see nothing between them, Dave, at all. And I'll be honest with you. Cassidy's coming across now as a bit of a fucking moaner to me. She's just like, she just doesn't see any positives in anything. And I want her to be happy because what Grant did to her. But I'm just like give yourself a favor you know smile a little bit enjoy what you're doing in there i know she enjoyed the date but it seems to be whenever she's she self-doubts us all the time don't she she's completely over analyzing the situation and it's like just take it for what it is i i just find it really frustrating watching her
1: <sighs> it's so tough some people do though don't they it's just it's just the way they're wired I, I i don't think this i don't think what she's doing is wrong necessarily shes just she probably just can't help herself. But, I mean, if am I buying it? I mean, from her words, she's saying, you know, these feelings that she has from Josh have kind of come from nowhere. And, you know, having seen several seasons of this stuff now, you know, there is a bit of cynicism there. Is, does she really mean that? Or does she just want to stay in the villa, you know, a little bit longer? But, I don't know, she comes across more genuine to me. Um, so, I, I can believe that, you know, she does. She has started to develop these feelings for Josh, but you know, old Josh, things turn around, don't they? When he was the first one to walk in the villa, wasn't he? And none of the girls stepped forward for him, and uh, now he's got Cassidy. You know, declaring that she's she's got feelings and she's just gonna uh, she's just gonna say things as she thinks them. You know, uh, I can tell you, Chris, firsthand that's not always the best strategy. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> that's worked out very well for me in the past. But um, so yeah, it, it may happen there. But then we've got the new girl coming in, haven't we, Mac? And she seems to have taken a bit of an, uh, you know bit taken aback with josh so he's gone from you know having no one really interested in him and and taylor you know made that clear very very early doors to you know got two two blondes fighting over him
0: yeah and look dave i think you're right the cynicism in me says this why would she come in there and this is this it used to be different in the old love island like the older stuff where someone would come in and just split a couple up you know like I really like him. Mm -hmm. I want a couple with him. It's a bit too cute that these people have come in, whether it be Mac or whoever's come in, and they pick people who are not coupled up. Dave, if there's an attraction to somebody and it's Love Island, they're not, you know, they might be together for a week or so, but I don't see the problem in trying to explore somebody you fancy and saying, well, I just want to go with them. It might make you unpopular and it'll make great TV because I've seen it before. It's (laughs) fucking great when they do that. However, (laughs) It's too cute that she's come in for Josh, this Mac. I'm not buying it at all. I, I, I really not. I don't know what's going on. And then you've got Natasha in the background as well. She's just like a peripheral figure at the moment. She's still paired with Josh, isn't she? But she's not, nothing's going on. They're just weird.
1: Well, that's weird though, isn't it, with Natasha? Because she, you know, I think she had a connection. She was starting to build something up with Jackson. Obviously, we'd seen the the whole dress up. You know, uh, she was dressing Jackson up like a woman and she, you know, so they were swapping roles, weren't they? She was dressing up like a man and and trying to act like him. But then, you know, after Mac had come in and, you know, Natasha starts doubting her connection with Jackson and it was utterly surreal. (laughs) I think the narrator called it out, didn't he? It's like when Jackson puts his hood up, it makes him invisible because he was literally sat there at the breakfast table. And she's talking, I I can't think, was it Josh or was it uh, Justin? I I can't even remember who she was talking to because I couldn't take my eyes off Natasha and Jackson and she's talking about, oh well I thought I had this connection, blah blah blah. It's obvious she's talking about Jackson (laughs) and and I'm like what are you doing there? Is Is she trying to pretend that she can't see him and then just get these feelings out there. So it plants a seed of doubt in his mind. I, I couldn't work out what was going on there, Chris, and what was going through Natasha's mind.
0: No, I, and I agree. And poor Jackson's getting pelters because he's vertically challenged, Dave. Yeah. But, you know, all the girls are just like, oh yeah, a bit too small. And it's like, Max says to him, well, I'm 5'8 or 5'9, whatever. Five nine whatever. And, and, in, and in heels, I'll bury her. And it's like, but. <laughs> why should that matter if you really like the guy and he, you know and he's got a lot to offer what's your problem I don't I didn't get that Tony agreed. Natasha very strange behaviour but, but I will say you're strange behaviour Dave you pinky promised someone on a TV reality show that's been beamed to obviously it was in 2018 it's been beamed to loads of the Australian um, fans, it's been over here now. She's so got millions and millions of people. And she says to Everin, he's talking to Cassidy, and Cassidy goes, I know you're going to tell Eden about, you know, I like shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I swear to God. I swear on my dog. I will not do it. my lovely dog. I will not. I, I promise you. And the fucking commentator is brilliant. And he went, "Well, I tell you now, whatever the dog was, he you better start looking." <laughs> <laughs> because within five minutes, or so it looked like five minutes, she sat there with Eden, Josh, and someone else, and she's like. So did you like Cassidy then? What would you do? If she like you, and I'm like, Aaron. That's not what you do when you swear you're not going to say anything. I was just like, it was great TV, but I was like, you are not the friend I need. Anyway, no,
1: it was weird, wasn't it? And the fact that she she wasn't just pulling Josh aside to have a quiet word, you know, and being discreet about it. She's got the three blokes like lined up, <laughs> like hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil, and um. Yeah, it's just bizarre. So, like you say, if if you if you're on the outside now, you know, wouldn't trust bloody Erin as far as you could throw her, would you? I mean, she's trying to be the matchmaker, isn't she? But I don't know. She ultimately pro- Yeah, she'd ultimately promised her mate that she wasn't going to say anything.
0: And then does yeah, I, I don't get that. I didn't get that at all. And I think I'll tell you what I am enjoying, Dave, watching this is when we get Josh and Grant having these little chats at the barbecue. Oh, and I think it's nice. Oh Chris. When he's saying some of the shit to Grant and Grant's not like, got a clue. And Josh went, I don't know everything. He said, but you know, I'm confident. Basically just he's doing it, me really, Dave, isn't he? If you <laughs> just don't blink and you tell someone something enough, they're gonna believe you and Grant's like that's unbelievable. I'm not even doing an accent, today, <laughs> Like That's unbelievable. And, and I'm like, he's just fucking whining. Your Grant hasn't got a clue.
1: Oh, it is brilliant, isn't it? I must admit, that's one of my favorite bits. This this last couple of episodes, the way that's developed, and Grant thinks he's like Professor Josh or something. Yeah. He knows all this stuff, and he's just buying it hook, line, and sinker, isn't he? He's proper like Trigger from Only Fools and Horses <laughs>
0: Just... <laughs> That's a good one. That day,
1: yeah, He's it's just buying it completely without questioning anything. Oh, it is brilliant. I, I am enjoying that. I want to see more of that,
0: Chris. Yeah, I do. I really do, and and hopefully we do as we go further on. I mean, it was a bit of a, um, a sparse episode today, Dave, wasn't it? I mean, it was. I think that's about it, really. It was more the Millie situation, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was Millie and Elias. Obviously, that's dead in the water. I fully expect that uh, Elias is going to switch his attention to Francois now. You know, and see how far he can get with her. And I don't know, you know, is she going to still leave the door open despite the fact he he clearly pied her off? Uh, and we had the the speed dates, didn't we? So, you know, obviously it went quite well with uh, with Josh. Josh and Mac. Yeah. Sure that's like, is that a TV show or something. <laughs> Mac and Josh. But, um, Mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, Mac like and friendly. cheese from friends. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Justin, there's clearly no sparks there. Grant made it clear, you know, he's, he's happy with Taylor. Um, Elias, yeah, he says he's intimidated by her, you know, and he was saying all the right things. I, I did find it funny, you know, Elias had proper made an effort. You know, he got all dressed up and everything for the date, and then Jackson just walks in there with his Baywatch shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said he'd give her a, a 10 out of 10, but like I say, she's got a bit, she's a bit shortest, isn't she? So, <laughs> I yeah, don't think, not good. yeah, I don't think anything's going to go there. And then, Eden, I don't think he'd have been interested anyway. But you know, Erin did her job there with a heckling from the ground floor. <laughs> she was just scared, scared Mac off Eden quite a bit there. So again, I thought that between Eden and Erin, I thought there would be some, uh, you know, some drama, some cheating there. But you know, I think because Erin comes across as you know a bit bit of a psycho. <laughs> I think she's doing her job at the minute and scaring every all of the girls off. So yeah, I I, I think Erin and, and Eden might go might go all the way. I mean all the way We're to off. the final. We, we, we... <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've seen the other day, I think. <laughs> but no, it's good. It's interesting. It's been good. And and we've obviously got as well in the next couple of days, Dave, we've got the final episode of Labour of Love as well, haven't we? So yeah. that's gonna be quite interesting. How that plays out and who gets picked so stay tuned for that one aren't we so yeah we've got a few uh few podcasts going down over the next couple of days
1: as always as always again in love island i always look forward to that one day that we have off and uh yeah we don't get that one so 30 consecutive days of podcasting (laughs) we're almost approaching the halfway line aren't we so episode 15 will be the halfway point
0: Thank God. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram, CD reality cast at CD reality If you want to email us CD reality cast at gmail.com. And Dave, it has been a traumatic time for me this evening as we record this because you had some wonderful news that has impacted your life after 30 years. And for me, I've had disastrous news, my friend, and we are such good friends that I'm still not fucking congratulating you on the <laughs> podcast. But anyway, <laughs> what's the news, Mr Horik?
1: Well, after 30 years of hurt, uh, which is coining in a different team's line, but uh, yeah, Liverpool finally won the league. So absolutely ecstatic, Chris. It, it's taken a bit longer than we, we thought it would, you know. Had a global pandemic to deal with, but even that couldn't derail us. So, yep, I'll be sinking a few uh, glasses of, of the
0: stronger stuff, I think, after this. And I'll be having no sympathy for you tomorrow when you've got a hangover, day. But anyway, <laughs> for you personally, as my very, very good friend, I am happy for you. But you're about the only fucking Scouser that I am happy for, David. <laughs> because as a Manchester United fan and season to get older for over 10 years, I am now going in hiding for the rest of the year. And social media has been deleted. Sky Sports apps have been deleted, David. And <laughs> all my Facebook is all these Scousers tagging me. And plenty <laughs> of messages tonight, Dave, as... as you know, even Manchester City, you know, across town from me, our biggest rivals, they couldn't even help me for one more game. So, yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> put the quiz 30 degrees outside, Dave, I'm putting a quill over my head and I don't care how much of the or whatever, I am just hiding now. So uh, yeah, anyway,
1: <laughs> No, I <enjoy>. appreciate <laughs> it, mate. My, own, my only regret is we didn't keep chat footy going, you know, so that, that would have been... Uh... No. interesting to wind you up each week uh, leading up to this point but
0: <laughs> yeah but not just that you're, you're a Liverpool fan and King fucking as well it was 2v1 we started a footy podcast at the worst time being a Manchester United fan yeah it's just shit
1: <laughs> no it's been great but but you know tomorrow is going to be back to a bit of Love Island and uh, yeah can't wait to see where this one goes
0: no exactly so take care everyone we'll see you tomorrow bye,
1: bye now